Where the hell is Melania Trump? Has not anyone stopped and looked around and went, hey, where the fuck is Melania? Where's she been these days? Well, my guess is she's probably out whoring around looking for a new bow. One that's not going to be in the clink, you know. She needs a sugar daddy. Isn't that the truth behind your relationship with Donald Trump there, Melania? You know, Melania does come from a humble background. <laughs> Our folks are just a couple of regular assholes, and they lived in some shit and some jack-off town. She had some fucking siblings and this and that, and not a whole lot of shit was going on in Melania's life until she hit puberty. Melania, you know, she had the looks and the height and that, I guess, narrow ass, and um, I guess she went out there and met Donald Trump, and he banged her for a little bit, and she wasn't really that interested in him. I guess her relationship was on again, off again, you know. And then finally he asked her to marry him, and, you know, well, she's not going to say no. You've already done the worst. You've screwed him, so you might as well just go ahead and get the money too, right? Yeah. I can relate to that. I can't. Shit, yeah. I was executive producer for his show in Boston. This goes back because my general manager, Jenny, was real sweet on me. She's just a nice lady, good-looking older lady. And, well, Trish came to me one day, and she goes, Hey, honey, I love you very much. I am your devoted wife. But I hate living on the North Shore. I'd rather live down by the Hamptons. If you can get a raise and make that happen, yay! <laughs> Sorry for telling the story, baby. But she said, by God, if going to bed with her will get a raise, you make it happen. You can get an extra 30, 40 grand a year. <laughs> I don't want to know about it, but you do it. <laughs> she meant it, too. So I can relate. I was treated like a whore. Like Melania Trump's family treated her. That's right. You see, Melania wasn't really interested in Donald. But her family's living large these days because, well, they pushed her to marry his ass. It was a child sacrifice for the better of the family. That's right, Melania. You just, just hold your nose and do it. Well, she did. Now the two-faced sack of monkey nuts is going to fucking prison, more than likely. Or executed, one of the two. Hey, we executed a husband and wife in this country for the shit that Donald Trump is guilty of. We executed them. No one in this country is above the law. No one knows that better than immigrants like Melania. She's at home, folks. Home. You see... She just lived in a fucking house or an apartment or a tower with Donald Trump in her own room, too. Slept in separate beds. Lonnie ain't going to stick around and wait for DT to get a shit. She may not even be allowed. The prenup may say she's not allowed to stay there at Trump Tower or anywhere near her own husband's properties. Who knows? And at least the story I read, I've been spending a lot of time back home. There's no fucking point in her being there. She doesn't love Donald. Donald doesn't love her. He doesn't love anybody but himself. She ain't going to bake cakes for him and visit him in jail. There's about as much chance of that as Donald Trump 
sincerely going to church. Didn't we see Donald Trump go to church once? Yeah, didn't they knock the shit out of a bunch of innocent American citizens so Donald T. could go stand in front of a church? Well, (laughs) they'll probably do the same thing with Melania. They'll do it for fucking photo ops. Yeah. Cheap relationship. Cheap, simple cake. They'll probably throw together some piece of shit Betty Crocker cake for her to put frosting on in front of the camera, then drive her up to the jail so she can stand out front and hold the cake like she's going to take an end to him, you know. And I'm sure she'll be holding it upside down. Gentlemen, please put your hands together for Stand the Joke Man. Welcome to the Stand the Joke Man show, of course. You know, all eyes are on the biggest news the world has ever seen before. A former United States president being indicted. And everybody's saying it's so absurd, it's so unheard of. You're goddamn right. No one who has ever sat in the Oval Office has ever sunk so fucking low. You see, the people, the extremists want you to believe the law is unheard of. The procedure is unheard of. The American institutions are unheard of. This is disgusting. Everybody in the world is dishonorable, but us, it's un-American. I agree completely. It's un-American. You'll put the that blue blood draft dodging manipulative motherfucker above your own country, above your own family, above the institutions, your own freedoms. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you wouldn't let him come over and do one of your daughters and look the other way for him. You'd marginalize it. Probably tell your daughter to keep her fucking mouth shut. Wouldn't you? Of course you would. You're just like Donald Trump. That's why you vote for him. All smoke and mirrors. Just a big crock pot full of bullshit. Well, Donald Trump's behavior in the courtroom got me particularly interested. (laughs) I got a kick out of uh, reading about how Donald Trump sat in that courtroom before his court-appointed judge, Eileen Cannon. That's right, the judge overseeing his trial was handpicked by Trump, and she's already been slapped down once by the appellate court because she tried to throw the game for her daddy. Of course, they said when Donald Trump was in the courtroom, he was looking straight ahead, but according to other eyewitnesses, he was actually looking straight ahead, leaning back with his arms crossed, pretty much leering at appointed judge Eileen Cannon. He's sending a subtle message, bitch. You intimidated? You should be, bitch. That's what he was doing. This is a fucking crossroads for Eileen Cannon. All that studying, all that hard work. She's a fucking junior judge anyway. She has no experience in the fucking trial she's about to oversee. That's why she really needs to recuse herself. That would be the honorable thing to do especially after getting chastised by two other conservative Republican judges, both of whom were appointed by Trump. They got on to her because of her behavior over a previous case with Trump. She's already trying to throw the shit for him once. 
and got slapped down by the appellate court for being fucking dishonorable for Trump. She's already done it once. It's going to be on her record forever. So see, she's in a rock and a hard place. She's got the American law, which she's paid to uphold, and she's got bullshit con artists sitting over there with his arms crossed trying to intimidate her. Remember who your daddy is, bitch. (laughs) She needs to recuse herself. It's the correct thing to do and hand it over to another federal judge. Any federal judge who is impartial, god damn it. But kind of too late. She's got to prove herself now. It's like old legendary blues man Robert Johnson. Eileen Cannon is at her crossroads. You looking for me? Eileen Cannon? Been a long time, hasn't it? Eileen Cannon? Yes, yes it has. Yes, sir, been a long time. You were about 17 last time we saw each other. One night on this old crossroads, wasn't it? What can I do for you? Eileen Cannon? I come to see you, tell you the deal's off. Oh, no. According to this here piece of paper, the deal's still on. You can tear that up and give me some peace. Why on earth would I want to do that? Now, you sloughed up on your end of things. I didn't end up where I wanted. I didn't end up with nothing. Didn't get nothing. You got what you were supposed to get. Trump appointed judge. Ain't nothing ever as good as we want it to be. But that ain't no reason to break a deal. That's right. You make a deal with the devil. You get held to it. Eileen Cannon has got all that to deal with. So, like I say, the smart thing to do would be recuse yourself. But, back to Donnie T. After the court proceedings, you might have heard, after the arraignment, where did Donald Trump go? Nearest bar to have a drink? No, he doesn't drink. Maybe that's his problem. When Donald Trump left the courthouse, he went straight to a Cuban cafe or whatever the hell. Hello, everybody. You heard the audio, yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Food for everyone. Food for everyone. How much you want to bet he didn't pay for a single fucking thing and that, that restaurant owner who was so proud to grandstand and take pictures, and I would too, business, famous person, sure. But I'll guarantee you, he's the one that had to foot the bill for all that food. I bet Donald Trump didn't pay for shit. He just said that to sound like a big man and get cheap applause. That's right. But what I found interesting was, after the Cuban cafe, he went straight to a fundraiser. Yeah, you guessed it, for himself. He didn't have to worry about campaign financing laws and shit, so what has he got to lose? So he has fundraisers to keep himself afloat. Smoke and mirrors, folks. Donald fucking Trump. He's having fundraisers just so he can pay what bills he can. What does the fucking matter? It doesn't matter. But there are rich people there giving him money. Excuse me. Wealthy people there giving him money. And to me, that's significant. You see, people like Donald Trump are not the big fish in the shark's pond. No, he's a carp at best. Donald Trump is at the mercy of a lot of fucking people. He's smoking mirrors. He puts up a great face for you, but trust me, his legs are just about cut from underneath him. Remember, Russians are the one that saved his ass in Atlantic City. 
You bet your fucking ass. They're the ones that bailed him out financially, and you voted for him. You should have known that. Didn't you read about him at all? Or did you wait to be told what to think? I'll just bet. I'll just bet that son of a bitch has double, triple, quadrupled, mortgaged on every motherfucking thing. He is overinflated the value of so much property and shit, and now he's got to answer for it, I guarantee you Mr. Billionaire ain't worth a fucking pot to piss in. And before long, the banks are going to fucking take everything. He needs them fundraisers to stay afloat because he ain't worth a shit. He can't even pay his own fucking lawyers. That's why they're not sticking around. We got word of that too. It's probably common knowledge, I'm sure, by now, but... <laughs> We got the inside info. His lawyers keep leaving, not because it's a hopeless cause, even though it's a hopeless cause. They'll still stick around for fucking money. But Don T don't have any. And he's notorious for not paying people. Fuck Donald Trump. He's all smoke and mirrors, folks, and he's been pulling your prick for a long time. All right. Of course tick season is here. Snake season is here. Everything is here. There's fucking wasp nest all over the place. I have a very eco-friendly yard because I have lots of plants and shit that cross-pollinate and everything. I, you know, I live in a typical hippie child house. Well, when you live in a, you know, and my lawn is not super well kept, but my gardens are. And when you keep good gardens and halfway decent lawns, well, you invite critters. That's right. It's what pays to have dirt for a lawn. You don't have to worry about too many fucking snakes coming into your house. Call me Snake. We heard of you too, Pliskin. Call me Snake. That's not funny, Pliskin. Call me Snake. We'd make one hell of a team, Snake. The name's Pliskin. You know, it might as well have been a 75-foot-long fucking anaconda because it was in my home. That's right. Second Snake. I killed in my home within just the past six months. Oh, I guess it was early January. I was, I brought a log in from outside, you know, for the wood stove, and there was a snake on that. Now, he was only about a foot long, but it was just me and the snake. You know, I'm in my underwear. The snake's completely naked. A reptile and man going at it right there on the living room floor, a little one foot long motherfucker striking at me. You bet your ass he was striking at me. He tried to get under a piece of furniture. He tried to get under a piece of my wife's furniture. But I learned a lot about myself because instead of running and screaming like a bitch, I killed that son of a bitch with my hands. It began, he tried to get under my wife's chair, grabbed by the tail, and I slung into the center of the living room. Got up from where I'd been crouched down. Pulled my underwear from my ass crack, went over and with my bare fucking hands. He was striking at me and I hit him square on the top of the fucking head with my hand. <laughs> then I went over and got the ass scooper and scooped him up and that, took him out there and cut his fucking head off in the front yard, standing out there in my underwear. Thank God the sun wasn't up yet. Shit. <laughs> And I managed to do it all without waking Trish up. Yeah. Next morning, she goes, were you messing around with something last night? That was it. But anyway, Friday night, Trish went to bed. 
It's like 1130. I'm sitting in here in boys room studio doing some reading. And suddenly I hear a real loud, hollow blue. Whoa. What the fuck was that? It's too loud for the cat. That's for damn sure. As I exited boys room studios. Oh, shit. Well, it definitely wasn't the cat. There's the cat on the sectional. You know, sitting there in Mama's chase looking at me, flipping me off, going, you fucking hear that? So I hightail it to the back of the house, through the kitchen. I get to the breezeway. I check the doors, three doors back there, windows. Everything looks nice and secure. Nothing out of, wait, behind the washer and dryer. It looked like a really big rat at first, a black rat. No, holy shit, that is a snake. Fucking rat snake. Over four foot long. He was a hoss, too. If you find a snake in your home, let me give you a little bit of advice, okay? Having killed a couple just within the past few months, the very first thing you want to do is cordon off the room. You want to block it off. You want to block out the doorways. You want to cordon off the snake. I grabbed a leaf from the dining room table, and I blocked off the breezeway so that fucker couldn't get up in the main part of the house. After I had him sectioned off in the breezeway, I grabbed a floor scraper. Great big five-foot-long chrome metal floor scraper I had used to, you know, scrape the breezeway floor. So I've got my weapon. I've got the room cordoned off. Problem is, while I'm preparing for battle, Mr. Snakey decided to go up inside the fucking washing machine. That's right, folks. Now, I tilted the washing machine back. To look. And I, he wasn't under it. He was in it. The lid was closed. You know, before she went to bed, Trish threw in a load of laundry. Fuck. Well, I'm definitely not going to sleep until the washing machine is either outside or that snake is fucking dead. But most importantly, I've got to do something about Trish's clothes. Yeah, her clothes are in there with Mr. Snakey. You see, young bucks, this was Stan the Joke Man's crossroads. I could pretend like I didn't see a fucking thing and just go on to bed. Yeah. Let Trish find the snake when she comes in the next morning to put her clothes in the dryer. Fuck. (laughs) She might inadvertently throw the snake in the dryer. But there's a reason why we've been married for 28 years. And no, I don't do that because I'm not a pussy. I'm not a prick. I love my wife and I'm not a pussy. I opened the lid to the washing machine after looking under it, no snake, so I opened the lid, didn't see a snake either, but damn, did he blend in good with those black pants. Under those pants, lying directly on one of my wife's bras. And when I pulled those fucking pants up, Mr. Snake's head come right up with him. Try. And he was long enough when he struck at me, his head cleared the well. I didn't even think about getting hurt. It fucking made me mad that he struck at me in my home. I immediately, like a fucking moron, I don't know why I did it. I immediately reached down in the well of the washing machine. Not to grab the snake. Fuck that. I grabbed my wife's bra. He's a reptile. Ain't no man wearing my wife's bra on his head, you piece of shit. I 
grabbed the bra, I threw it on the floor, and he struck at me again. And I said, oh, no, you didn't, motherfucker. And I took that damn floor scraper, and I beat that snake, what I thought was to death, in the washing machine. I did not. I grabbed him by his tail. I picked him up out of the washing machine. When I did, his tail went right around my wrist. His head curled up, and he was going to try to get a strike on me. Yeah, that big son of a bitch. Normally, I wouldn't even have touched him with my hand. But I was so fucking mad, I didn't even think about it. I just grabbed the snake by his tail, pulled him out of the washing machine. When I did, his tail went around my wrist. His head coiled up to fucking strike. I couldn't believe it. Overhead in that little breezeway, his head probably hit the top of the roof. Yeah, like the Velisca axe murderer fucker. Only there's like, you know, debris of a snake head on my ceiling now probably because I swung that son of a bitch over my head. Slammed his head right down on the concrete floor of my breezeway. Knocked him fucking senseless. And then I took him outside and I did it again on the sidewalk two or three more times. And I threw him in the fucking ditch. Grabbed a great big rock off my garden. Went over there and smashed that on his goddamn head too. You're a fucking dead snake and you come into the wrong house, you piece of shit. Threw his ass outside, like I say, and the feral cats ate him. It was a good meal for them. It would have been nice had they killed the fucker when he was outside still. Yeah. I guess he was a little too much snake for them to handle. Regardless. I used to be terrified of snakes until they started coming into my house. Now I'm just pissed off. That means any fucking snake that enters here. I'm going in. Call me snake. Yes, you too, Pliskin. Call me Snake. Bullshit. Here to you too, Pliskin. Hulk, I don't need your help. I told you I wasn't a fool, Pliskin. Call me Snake. You're not a fucking snake. You're goddamn Kurt Russell, and you're going to have to get that in your fucking head. I'm just saying, if you were a snake, I'm going to 86 your ass. No more Snake Pliskin. I thought you were dead. Heard you were dead. I heard you were dead. I think I swear to God, I thought you were dead. Yeah, you and everybody else. I know who you are, but I heard you were dead. Motherfuckers, take it easy. I killed his brother or something. I'm just saying if he shows up, he's going to get whacked. Best policy, stay out of my fucking house. We'd make one hell of a team, Snake. The name's Pliskin. That's not funny, Pliskin. Call me Snake. Hey, identity crisis. Pull your shit together. What's wrong with you? An asshole. I concur. Anyway, back to my breezeway and my snake story. How did the snake get in my home? I'll tell you how. But see, this all started with my neighbor, John. My neighbor, John, on Thursday, had discovered a great big snake in his backyard. And he ran over here to my house. Stan, Stan, you got a gun? You got a gun? There's a huge snake in my backyard. Well, he ran over there in pursuit of the snake, take a look at him, and he was gone. What neither one of us realized is that John had scared that snake as much as the snake had scared John. And the snake decided to relocate. Well, we're moving on now. That's right. To yeah. To a deluxe apartment in the sky. Moving on And he was a black snake, by coincidentally. He relocated to my home. He relocated. That's right. He relocated to my home. Came in the attic via the eaves. 
when I was examining the breezeway to see how he got in, I realized the decorative cup on the ceiling fan that hid the wiring where it attaches to the ceiling, that cup had been pushed down. Yeah. The guy who had put that ceiling fan in for us didn't tighten that properly. And that snake got up in the attic, slithered down there and pushed that cup right open, nosed it open, slid out on that ceiling fan blade and dropped down into the dryer. That was the loud thumping noise I'd heard from Boys Room Studios. Whatever you do, folks, wherever you live, I don't give a shit. You need to check them little decorative cups because, believe it or not, I found out they're important. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And like Magellan, I didn't discover a new spice route, but I did discover, I believe, a new snake route. A new way snakes enjoy coming into your home is through the ceiling. The ceiling fan, of all places. (laughs) So you think about that tonight, folks. Seal them cups up and... We'll go ahead and bring the show downtown, Julie Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to wrap it up at the Stand the Joke Man Show, a product of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting from the boys' room, the snake-filled boys' room studios right here in Henrietta, America. Every Monday with you Friday at high noon, I am going to be back on Friday. You have a fabulous Wednesday and Thursday, and I'll see you then. Burn your shit solid. Bye, Kandil Speed Migos. If you could read my mind, If you could read my mind, love. Wishing well If you could read my mind